All right, welcome to the Free Yourself podcast. Um, very excited about today's episode. I have one of my favorite uncles. Listen, all all of my uncles are one of my favorites because you, you guys are all great, man. I love each and every one of you. Um, uh, and yeah, so it's it's always hard to pick a favorite. So you are all my favorite uncles. But this is my uncle from my mom's side, uh, Jerry Jurado. Um, all right, let's get into it. So this is a podcast. Let me explain to you. I, I think I explained to you a little bit before, but a podcast where um, I want people to, I want listeners to listen to the podcast and find some in, inspiration in what they've heard to, for themselves to be like, man, I, I have so many things that I'm so, I've always wanted to do. I'm interested in, in this and that. And for them to say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go do or find what I love to do and just do it because um, doing that for myself, finding, uh, doing the things that I love to do is it, such a freeing um, feeling that I wish I would like for others to feel that way. I feel like if we're all living in that, in that feeling, this, this world would be a better place. Um, but so that's uh, part of what we do on this podcast. Others, and part of it is um, sharing inspirational stories, which I think you're about to share one with us now um, through experiences that have made you who you are today. Um, with that said, bear with me. There's a light I have here. I was just telling Theo Jerry that trying to keep this light stuck on my laptop is probably going to be challenging today. You may have to lick the suction cups. Yeah. <laughs> There's like 10 chupones on that. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Jerry, I mean, tell me who you are. Tell me um, what you're famous for. What are you famous for? And, and not necessarily that you're famous, but what what is it that you do that makes you you? Yeah, so thank you, uh, Jato. Um, I'm, as you mentioned, I'm Jerry Jurado. Um, my real name is Gerardo Jurado. And uh, in North America, they can't pronounce that. So uh I, I had to uh, use my nickname as an as an alias, Jerry Gerardo, which has a, a nice ring and tone. Um, but you know, I, I was going through the questions that that you had sent, and um, a, a lot went through my mind to the point where I just read them, went through them, and put them down because I can't. I'm a spontaneous person. I can't, you know, I can't plan it. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I work like that in my business. The times that I prepare for a meeting that I, I have to lead, it's when I strike out. When I just go out there and just do it, that's when it comes out the best. And, uh, you know, what am I known for? Um, you know, that's a question that you can answer part of it. Um, but, you know, what I stand for is, is the person uh, that influences other in a positive way, that what I share with others can have an impact of, of benefit 
to their being uh, and or in their future. I want to think that, you know, I'm known for being a great dad. And um, that's no, there's no such thing. I, I don't believe that anybody could be a great dad, but you can be the best dad that you can and influence your, your sons and daughters to be the best people they can be. And, and to me, that's a win, right? Um, and, and my family setting with my siblings and my nieces and nephews, you know, a lot of, a lot of my nieces and nephews over the years have called me you know, Uncle Jerry, you know, my favorite uncle. And um, for all the reasons uh, that they call me that, you know, I, I cherish and, and, and I am honored when I hear that. Um, as the son of my mother and father, um, I, I, got, I have to tell you that um, my purpose as a son to my mother and father does just, was just to be the best son that I could making them proud and loving them. And I believe, truly believe that I've accomplished that. In my mm -hmm. professional life, um, I have influenced a lot of people uh, in many different ways, whether as a leader, whether as a colleague, as a mentor, as a coach. Um, and, you know, when I reflect back, that has been, you know, a powerhouse of who I am and how I'm known in my industry. I believe that we have a, we have a cousin, uh, Johnny, um, jo uh, John John, that's what we, we used to call him when he was a kid. And on one trip, I see matured. You know, I grew up in Hartford. My career started in Hartford. And uh, I went from being a, a cashier all the way through being a store manager. And um, once upon a time on a, during uh, a sad event, our uncle's passing, when I came across him, he stood back and he goes, Jerry Gerardo, you're a legend. Everybody knows you. Everybody speaks about the influences you have had. Um, and, and I was like taken aback by it. Uh, he's now in the, in, in the supermarket industry. And he's worked with a lot of people that, you know, uh, evidently I, I coach, mentor, or trained and work with me or for me. And, uh, and, 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 you know, he heard a lot of stories, which were all true, right? <laughs> my, my son, Peter, having worked the, uh, the Frito-Lay route, he's visiting stores where he's coming across people when he, they see his last name, it's like, Gerardo, I know that name. <laughs> yeah. hey, you must know my dad, Jerry Gerardo. <laughs> I know your dad. So, you know, when you hear that, I, I, don't, I don't think my purpose was to be great at that. But the, the interest I took in people made me that, you know. And so I said, look at, at my, you know, I've had my failures. I've had many failures. I've made some poor decisions. I should have made some decisions that would have put me in a better place, but I decided no, because that was gonna be a negative impact on my family and I could never do that. Um, so, you know, my, I hold the position of general manager. I've held higher positions, uh, as high as director of operations, corporate operations. 
uh, but this is where I like to be because uh, I I love to be around people. This is a people business. Retail is a people business. And if you don't like people, get out. Yeah. Yeah. So in my current job working for Staples, um, I'm in my 15th store in almost 19 years. Wow. That's unheard of. We have general managers that have been with the company 25 years in the same store. And so, you know, when I look at that, um, I need energy and I need, and I can't be complacent. Two years, three years in one location, I get close to people and you become complacent. So you're no longer effective. Mm. However, with Staples, I came on board, I, they recruited me and I came on board to, um, um, to a store in, in Brattleboro, Vermont. And my second day on the job, my regional vice president shows up at the door. I just happened to know him from the uh, supermarket industry. And he says, Jerry, I wanted to see you again, but I got to tell you, you got six months or we're going to close this store. I just left a great job. I took on this job and I was just so that I, I just got a six month warning, right? No pressure, no pressure. No pressure. Well, 19 years, the store is still open today. Wow. So as a company saw what I could do, uh, I, I was then asked to take on another project in Rutland, Vermont and do the same thing. And then went to South Burlington, Vermont and the story goes on, right? Fixed stores. But along the way, I mentored and coached a lot of people. As I recruited people, I always use this line. Listen, I cannot make you rich on an hourly wage, but I can offer you an opportunity that this basic job can turn into a career. And I backtracked um, recently. And in 19 years, I have promoted individuals to either from an hourly associate to a supervisor, from a supervisor to an assistant manager, from an assistant manager to a general manager today working effectively, assistant managers. And, you know, when, when they see me, uh, it's, it's almost like seeing a family member. Yeah. And, and that, that, I think that defines me the best. There were some young I was involved in a leadership um, forum where we were coming up with ideas on how to mentor, you know, young managers coming into the company, the industry. And so 10 of us sat around and then we had 10 junior, uh, just promoted uh, general managers that came into the room and, uh, you know, as we introduced ourselves, this young man, he's actually Puerto Rican. And, and he looks at me, he goes, you're Jerry Gerardo? <laughs> and I said, yeah. He goes, man, you're a legend in this company. And, and kind of took me aback a little bit. And everybody's paying attention, right? And, um, and I asked him, why did you call me a legend? And he started telling me all the reasons and I kind of started grinning because you don't realize the influence you have in people when you take the time to show them a better way, to show them, uh, you know, uh, uh, that there is a way, there is a future in this. If you just pay attention and commit, commit yourself to it and be a professional, right? So that's my business side. You know, I, I think that 
I'm where I want to be. I'm going to retire in a few years. And I've met everything that I needed to meet in my career. Yes, I have some regrets, um, but that's that. As a family man, I, I you know, I wanted, I wanted the respect that I, that I think I've earned. But also, um, I want everybody to be comfortable and to have fun around me. I, I'm a fun person. I, I like to make people laugh. I like to entertain people. I do that with my family. You know, Kim, my fiance, um, she's she's shared times with us, and and when she talks about it with her family members and things like that, she you know she calls it unique. It's it's something so incredible. It's so so great, and and that's how I want to be known from my family. You know. If I can, if I can sing a song and make people smile and laugh and sing along, I think that's something that puts me in a really good place. Yeah. For my sons, I want my sons and my daughters to, to, um, to be the best that they can be, to not cut themselves short, to make the decisions that impact their family, so make the right decisions in that sense, but to be good, honest human beings in this world because we like that. And I think that I, I instill in both example and in discipline, what, you know, how, how to be that. And I can go talking forever if you let me. So, so I don't know if that answers your question, Tato, but uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot to talk about because I see myself not just in, in one person with many different hats. Yeah. And, and that's what that is. Yeah, so I mean, I have to do you hear an echo? I don't. All right. But so let me tell you, and and if you if you were to ask any of us uh cousins, we also consider you a legend. And we don't know half the stuff uh of of uh what you go through at work and in your career. Um, but like, you know, we've we've grown up, we you've always been a great uh, role model, I think. And so let me throw on another um, another uh, piece of who you are. You're not only a great dad, a great mentor, a great uh, great at what you do at work, but you, you've also been a great uncle, right? Uh, great son, and throw that in there too. A great uncle, because it's the for me, it's it's a lot about you just get a feeling of of the person that's in front of you. I'm a big energy person, right? You can read, you can read, you can feel the energy off of somebody. And I've been sensitive to that. So, um, you know, but just being around you, that you, ex you exude and the energy comes off of you as a, as a confident person, as a, as a person that, that knows, things right experience i for me experience is, is the best teacher you, mm -hmm. you you can go to school all day all night and you don't know shit unless you've experienced it and i've always known you to have many experiences because you shared like you were in the in the military early on and thank you for that for your services um but you've always shared um experiences with us that were like oh like man dude you you that was you you you've seen that you've done that 
um but it, it goes with how you carry yourself that you feel that way uh, and you feel that around you where that has been a big a big part of our upbringing because i mean like you said our family's always together and i agree everyone says that like yo your family is is different it's it's unique and and i agree man the, the you know and there's a lot of families out there that i'm like man you guys have a great family right but like for me it's like yo our family is great man it is and unique and it's so big but and everybody has a different story that that even though uh people have chosen their paths right um that no matter what uh their past have taken them through what they've been through. Um, when we're together, it's like a pot of just experiences and and still love each other no matter what, man. Yeah. Um, there's some families that that grudge over the smallest things, and and I'm looking at them like weird because like how how could you not talk to so-and-so for years because of what anyways it's just i'm i've been uh i'm grateful to have been in this family because it, it shows me my family has shown me how to love unconditionally mm, and and that's the the highest power of love is is to love unconditionally and i mean i'm not gonna go there yet um with the with the uh with spirituality and stuff, but that's God. It, it's it's is that unconditional love. When we love each other without conditions, God is looking at us like, yes, you're you're getting me, you're understanding me, right? But um, but yeah. So let me throw that in there. You, I've always considered you a legend, even when we were young, when I was younger, a long time ago. Um, but you're did also you, a great uncle. Uh, you're did, a great you, uncle. Did, that, did I happen to have the Uncle Jerry talk with you when you were a teenager? Um, probably. It was a long time ago. So I, the one that reached the one that resounds the most was Aggie. I had that with Aggie Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Even my little brother Sammy went yeah. through went through that, and uh, I I took a lot of pride in and doing that for all the right reasons, but I, I never judged mm -hmm. and I always listened, you know, and, and, and my feedback was always, you know, tough love is hard to handle. However, you will experience that in your future with your own kids when you have to exhibit tough love. And until mm -hmm. then, you're, gonna, you're not gonna understand why you're going through what you're going through with your parents. Mm -hmm. And I always left it at that. And, and you know, I, I've even had my sons. I know what you meant, Dad. <laughs> you know, I know what you meant because I'm going through it right now and it's not easy. It's tough. I, I want to say the right things. You, you can never, you can't. And one thing that I teach is don't meditate on it. You know, because if you're thinking, if my son asked me this, this is how I'm going to, respond and that's wrong you need to let it come and and the, the only way it's going to come out right is to pay attention and listen and then you have to do it with love and passion when you start speaking back
right? That is that is huge. Um, and that's something that I'm learning and it and it is, and a lot of things that that I that I talk about and and things that I believe in, it's they're not easy to do. You know, I feel like when you sit and you think about it, it's like, yes, that's what you want to do. Like you would say, like you want to be a great dad. You want to be that if somebody comes to you, that you can help them as much as you can, right? And you're thinking that with so, but I feel like what you're saying, um, it works better when you when you set that intention, right? Mm-hmm. I, okay, I want to help you as best way as I can, but you can't pre meditate any of that it has to you have to first listen or hold be able to hold that space for them to be comfortable enough to for them to kind of find it yeah absolutely they they need to trust in saying truly what they want to say and when you when you do you know when you premeditate it when you you know kind of stage it it's not going to come out like that no. You know, the, the kindness and love that you should show your loved one won't it won't reflect in, in that in that sense. So, yeah. you know, that's that's a big deal. But you, you mentioned the military. I, I think the military did mature me. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, when I was I was very uh, shy when I was young, you don't know me this way. But I, I was so shy that if somebody was looking at me, that would freak me out. Why, is, why, why are they looking at me? What my hair? I, I mean, what did I say? Like, what, what, and, and you get nervous like that. Uh, and um, you know, I was the last one to raise my hand. I was the last one to speak. I was afraid to ask the question because it may have been a stupid question. Yeah. But then I met the United States Marine Corps, and let me tell you something. You're, you're right. My posture, the way I walk, the way I hold myself, the confidence that I have all came out of that. Not that I wasn't confident before that. I didn't exhibit it that way. I was very, very timid in that sense. And the Marine Corps, you know, brought something out of me that I didn't even know I was capable. And it came to when I felt like giving up because boot camp in the Marine Corps was not easy. Yeah. But I had Jerry at the time. And all that picture was Jerry. I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for Jerry. Wow. And, uh, and then when I said, you know, I used to think I'm not as good as others. And when I saw myself around 70 other recruits in boot camp going through the same thing I was going through, different nationalities, different upbringings, different backgrounds from different parts of the country, I said, there's nobody else in here that's any better than me. Yeah. I control how good I'm gonna be at this. And I and I started changing my mentality about that. And let me tell you, it was it was it, it was a transformation for me, you know, from being a timid, shy, kind of laid back individual to this go-getter. Yeah. I became a go-getter. My opinion mattered. Mm-hmm. It counted and I wanted to share you can agree with it or not, but it matter. And so I became a speaker, you know, some of the things that I've done outside of my career, because of my career, um, I was a guest speaker for the, um, the business, um, uh, program at, uh, at, uh, Castleton 
state university in Vermont. Mm -hmm. And essentially what it was, they would send me some of their students that were interested in going into retail with that background. And I would spend a week with them showing them what the things that I did. And they loved it. They thought if I ever worked for a manager like you, I would never leave you type of thing, right? So you're good. No, 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 I'm not considered you're, you're good, but now you're really exhibiting it, right? Because you're showing your teaching. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and then at the end of the year, I was standing in front of the entire program and I would get pounded with questions, how to handle different situations and things like that. And I got to tell you, if I was 18 years old before I went to boot camp, I would not have been able to do that with my personality at that time. But because of my maturing and transformation from being timid inside to being confident and, and aggressive, I'm a very aggressive, you know, business person mm -hmm. um, that that helped me, you know, accomplish that. I didn't make money to do that. I just did it because I really loved it. And I enjoyed sharing me with others, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a lot of that has to do with that. But that my time in the Marine Corps, I went through a lot. I did things that you don't even know I did. You know, I finally, I, I finally found someone that would listen to me in Kim. Yeah. That I can share some of the things that I did because I had never opened it up like that. Just let it out mm. um, because my sons were not equipped to listen to some of that. And and my prior spouses uh, had no interest in it. So it's something that I kept within. But Kim has allowed me to really share a lot of that with it. And she really understands and enjoys hearing about it because, you know, I, I have had in my career, in my time in the Marine Corps, a positive influence in who we are as Americans, right? And, yep. and our country and our freedom. Yes, so I yeah. take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, definitely you should. Let me ask you, is there, first of all, I have two questions from that. Is is there like a, a moment that you can recall that was like a, that at that moment is like, you know, I'm not going back to that timid kid. Or was that just like a gradual, you know? Yeah, it, be, it became a gradual. It was, it was in boot camp. And we're all standing around and we're, you know, we, we're getting ready to go to um, IT, right? Individual uh, ICT, individual combat training, where we're going to go in the field for two weeks and, and play war games. It's a boot camp, right? And we're all sitting there. We're getting the stories, you know, you, you can't fail at this because this, that, and the other from the drill instructors. And uh, we're all looking at each other, kind of anticipating when we get to that point, we can't fail, uh, which is was was wrong because it was a, a mental state that they put you through. But that's part of overcoming, you know, um, the enemy, right? So um, I, I stood there and I saw myself struggle through with another 70 troops. and And we all made it. We all made it. We helped each other. And that was my determination that I can't be the passive person that I was. Mm -hmm. And there is no one in this world that can tell me that I can't do something and I'm not good enough because I just proved it all. 
Absolutely. you know, going through this. And I, and I, that was my transformation. I've had many transformations in my life, but that was one that, that really um, put me the person, you know, ahead of what I was. And, and, and of course the understanding that I would, I didn't want to go back to that yeah. because I didn't like me then to have that fear of others being better, to have that fear of somebody looking at me and why. I, I just overcome that. When somebody's looking at me, you know, I, after I'd left boot camp, I, all eyes were on us, walking through the airport in our dress blues, mm-hmm. and even people offering to buy us beers. Thank you for your service, and we just got in. And, uh, and I enjoy that, as opposed to before I went to boot camp, that would scare me. Yeah. And, and so now, and, and since then, when somebody's looking at me, I go up to say, um, can I help you? I see you're looking at me. You know, I, I there's a reason for it, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it puts a lot of people in an uncomfortable position when you question that. I do it at work all the time. We, we got a customer looking at me. Sir, you're looking at me. Can I help you? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> you know, and, and okay. Yeah. But I, I bet you that guy's like, the rest of the day, like, man, he first he caught me looking at him, and then... Like the way he asked, and the it, I, and it goes with how you carry yourself. That impression, mm-hmm. that dude's always gonna he's taking something from it, even if he didn't ask the question, even if <laughs> nothing was answered. It was like, man, that was that was kind of like, oh, it's gonna stick with him, is what I'm saying. Absolutely, and but you know, you develop that ability with time, you know, with experience. Somebody's looking at me for something, right? But when I was 18, I would run the other way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, and I was, I was shy. I was very shy, so uh, you, but yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that experience, like you actually stepped out of your shell at that, in that experience that helped you step out of that shell. Like, yeah, Marine Corps cracked the shell and I came out, you know, I was born. <laughs> yeah. But again, you know. and, and I agree that we, we go through so many transformations in life um and you touched on that earlier you know sometimes i think about my my you know my past and there's some of them is like damn was that really me like that, <laughs> it feels like a whole different life mm-hmm. and like man i'm glad i mean yeah i i enjoyed it it's made me who i am but man like why right <laughs> um and that's part of the those things that maybe you you regret some of it um you know, but if you really think about it, it is who it is part of who we are and embracing that that is where where we came from. And I think that we place too many judgments on ourselves. You know, not everybody, but I mean, in being human, I do, I've done it. Um, we're raised in society with judgments like, you know, there's there there's a mindset of depending on where you live, your family, all that that there are expectations of, you know, going to school, going to college. Some people don't have expectations of going to college. It's more like, mm-hmm. no, you're gonna get out of high school and go get a job because we need some help here, right? right? But those are expectations that others place on you that that you grow up with feeling like, I have to do this because like, you know, that I'm expected to do this, like I need to help. But you're, it's not allowing you to just B, find who you are, find what you like to do without somebody saying, oh, we need you to go to college. We need you to go to college, get a degree, get yourself a great job. 
Um, because yeah, it might be the best thing for you. Mm -hmm. You don't understand that, right? It's like, all right, well, I mean, I'm going through the motions. I'm not finding any satisfaction from it. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that those journeys, those lives, um, your life's journey, a lot of times is is uh, there's judgments and you act on this because you think you're supposed to because it's a, if you don't, you're going to be judged for it by, 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 you know, society, judged by mm -hmm. your parents, your family. And ultimately, we start judging ourselves because now we're like, okay, well, am I supposed to be doing this? But... I love to do this, but no, I got, I have to do this. So now it's like, no, but if I do this, it's not, it's not right. Right. That judgment right there is like, we, we sometimes take it and, and, and make it bigger than it is where, you know, you're placing big judgments on you. Like you're, you're and you end up being too hard on yourself. Like, you know, you know, you get yeah. to a point where like, no, you know what, I'm going to do this because I love doing this. Um, mm -hmm. And you mentioned it earlier, like there's some things that, that, okay, well, I'm not getting paid for it and I'm not doing it to get paid, but this is what I love to do. I love to speak. I love to touch others. I love to be able to say something that somebody's going to take with them and it meant something a lot to them. And you know, I'm at that point in my life right now where I'm like, yo, when this is a great feeling. <laughs> and I'm, I'm is, feeling, I'm stepping out of my shell. I'm stepping away from all those judgments. If, and people were probably looking at me like, oh, here we go, another podcast. And he's talking and he's, you know, whatever. And it's like, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> but I'm, you see the smile on my face? I'm loving this. And, and it's a mm -hmm. great feeling. Um, and I feel like that, that we should all live with that passion of whatever it is you love to do in that moment and forget about what other people say and don't place that judgment on yourself am i good am i bad am i right am i wrong it's like be just just be and enjoy that Anyways. yeah i i i agree i agree with with all of it and you know some i i wanted to make some decisions in, in, in my life that would have probably put me in a much, um, in a better place. I'm not gonna say much better, but for all the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And um, I turn away because it would have affected my family. Mm -hmm. And I didn't wanna do that. That took precedence over any standing that, that I could gain and gather. Um, but it was a win-win situation it's just wasn't a win-win for the family yeah. uh, so you know you you deal with that you always think back to it what it could have been mm -hmm. but you can't you can't dwell on it and 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 you're right when you say you start judging you start discriminating against yourself you know in many different ways uh because you don't know you should should i should shouldn't i and 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 I'm not supposed to be that. And, and, you know, all of a sudden you, you know, you, you get into a position where you're second guessing yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you become weak that weakens mm -hmm. you, you know, instead of saying, yeah, I want to do this. Yes, yeah, let's yeah. go. You know, that's, that's the positive energy you're going to bring into it. But if you have doubt, you're never going to have that solid energy that's going to carry you through it work or not. Sometimes, 
positive energy, if it doesn't work, helps you out of it. Yeah. yeah. But negative on negative is gonna is gonna knock you down. Yeah. And I was gonna say something. Um, like that is that is allowing you to be to be fully in the moment and to bring everything into it. Um. Oh, here's what I was gonna say. There's a there's a you know I have uh, teachers. Everything in life for me is a, it's uh, is a learning experience, right? So I look at everything as teachers. Um, I have spiritual guides, you know, when you're praying, you, you pray to God and that, you know, I have a great connection with, um, with God. Right. Um, and, but also, so I have a spiritual side of learning, but I also, I'm, I'm human. We are all human. Right. So I have other teachers, other guides that I, that come up on my newsfeed or my YouTube feed or whatever, but there's a guy that says, when you're making, when you get stuck in a position, I don't think it, first of all, like, yeah, we, we, we look back and say, man, that if I would have made that choice, I probably would have been better. But like you're saying, it was not the right choice at the time because I couldn't do it for my family. Right. But like, there's nothing wrong with that. It's the, it's the path that you've taken and we have to be, um, we have to embrace it. We have to think, yeah, you know, I mean, yes, would have, could have, but you know, it is what it is right now. So there's, yeah. a, there's a, this guy that I follow is like, okay, whenever you're in a tough decision, like you're trying to choose between two, do this, flip the coin, right? Okay. Heads, I'm going to go to the right. Tails, I'm going to go to the left, right? You flip the coin and, and if it's heads and you're like, right, and you're like, but I wanted to go left anyway, and you go <laughs> left. But that's the beauty of it. Like you don't have to do that because mm -hmm. you really deep inside wanted to go left. You just figured it out. That's the way you figured it out. Let me flip for it, right? And then it flipped this way. We're like, no, I really wanted to go left. So you know what? I'm gonna go left. Yeah, it's interesting because when you look when you look back at it, right. And when you find yourself compelled to talk about it, right? Because there's something, someone you're talking to or something that you're thinking, you know, you have to reflect on where you are. You didn't do that thing you wanted to, but you're here for a reason. Exactly. Where would you be had you made that decision? Mm -hmm. And so if you're good and happy with where you are, then that was the cause of that, right? Yep. Cost and effect. That was yeah. that 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 that's what happened as a result of not having made that decision. No regrets. You move forward, right? Exactly. So I have a lot of that in my life, you know, mm -hmm. um, that puts you where you are today. You know, I went into the Marine Corps because I had Jerry. When Jerry, when Jerry was conceived, and the day he was born, I had 17 hours there with his mother uh, delivering. I felt like I delivered because my my throat was sore, my body ached, I was exhausted. I cannot think of what she went through, but I tell you me, I was exhausted. So I went home and I went in the bathroom. I, I looked in the mirror and I says, dude, you do not exist from this day forward. Wow, yeah. You have a bigger focus in your life. 
And I took that stand. I took that stand. But my fears and my worries was that I was afraid that I would not be able to provide for my mm-hmm. for my son. Yeah. And now that that pounded me mm-hmm. in a way. That was a transformation, uh, Jato. I tell you, we, we went. I went through many. Mm-hmm. That was one that I needed to understand how good I needed to be at what I did to provide for my family. Okay. And I became an, an overnight sensation in my work because there's no way, no one's going to fire me. I'm not un- going to underperform. Yeah. And, and his existence uh, brought about me this, this level of, of importance in the things that I did because it would affect him in many different ways. So, you know, when the company was filing chapter 11, I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, the company goes bankrupt. This is all I've done since I turned, you know, 16 and I enjoyed it and I liked it. And, and so I was walking down downtown Hartford one day and I had some friends that had gone in the military out of high school and they were doing incredibly well. So I, I'm watching the, uh, the recruiters, the army, the Navy, the air force, the Marine recruiters were all walking together. There were some service that they were going to, and, and I stopped and they were all wearing their blues. Right. And, uh, but the Marine Corps blues stood out and, uh, you know, the few, the proud, the, all of the, you know, slogans that are associated with Marines. I says, I want to look like the best and I want to be the best. So I stopped and I just talked to them. Yeah. Four weeks later, I was in the Marine Corps. Nice. That's, that's how quickly it happened. But, and, and, but, and, and what I tell you, what I went through boot camp in my transformation, Jerry came into the picture again because I wasn't doing this for me, man. I'm doing this for my boy, right? And Peter was on his way. He wasn't here yet, not quite yet. And, and so my motivation, my reaching deep to accomplish what I needed to accomplish was my, my mental thought of my being the provider for my kids and being, you know, making them providing them with something that they would be proud of in in the future and 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 it worked out for me but my 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 latest transformation came you know just a couple of years ago okay yeah i wanted to talk about that what you wanted to talk about that let's yeah so you know i have i have you know i started with staples i told you the story about store to store and 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 what have you Mm -hmm. Um, and you you understand how important my family is to me. My family is always always number one, but I o- also knew that number two took care of number one. So I, I had to have a, a very intense interest and and focus on my business to continue to do well in advance because it took care of number two. Yeah. So a lot of people would say, you know, you're so committed to your work. What about your family? My work takes care of my family. And I I will never forget that. They are in my number one, but I have to provide for my family. And it it sounds kind of backwards a little bit, but I raised nine kids, man. (laughs) You know? So um, you got to fit that. I remember times that I wanted, I'm not going to cut you off, but I know, I remember when you reached five, you were like, oh. 
Uncle Jerry got a baseball team. I mean, a basketball, <laughs> a basketball team. Squad. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, number six. Okay, now everybody's talking. You know, he might have a baseball team. And look at that. You <laughs> <laughs> do have a starting nine. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's great. Um, but anyways, as I worked a lot, I made a lot of business trips. I was away from the family a lot. Um, and a lot of it was for all the right reasons. Um I came, I came to New York and um, I was working hard. You know, I, at the time, you know, I had been separated um, and the company had asked me to come to New York several times. And I, I didn't want any part of New York, you know, New England, yes. Vermont, New Hampshire, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine. I worked in all of those states for Staples. Um, but I didn't want to come to New York. However, uh, there was a situation in the New York Albany market area with stores really looking run down. And uh, the regional vice president um, asked me if I would consider coming out here to help the mentor, to help fix the stores and things like that. And I says, yeah, for those reasons, I would go, you know, and my, my team at the time were prepared. They were all enrolled. We had actually, we have backfields for everybody already in, in succession. So, you know, they could do it without me. And I came to New York and I went to Latham, New York, uh, the staples there. I walked in and the store was imploded. And I says, boy, this is going to be uh, a challenge. So the company put me up Monday through Friday in a hotel. And then I, I went back to New Hampshire uh, on the weekends. And uh, I really enjoyed working in that area. I drove around, got to know the area, you know, better. And, and uh, as things continued to progress for me and the, the, um, the situation not getting any better, I'm used to just going in the store in three months, I'm out because it's fixed. Well, it wasn't gonna be fixed in a year. Wow. So, you know, the conversation came up about potentially moving people, you know, jail managers from other areas of the, the country into New York. I says, well, what about me? I would consider it. And they looked at me, HR and, and my regional vice president, are you really interested? I says, yeah, I think my store can sustain and we can promote everybody one step up and, and you know, it's like still being there. And, um, and what happened was I, I did, but now I needed to be successful. I needed to, I needed to fix that store because I committed to it, you know, full time uh, and permanent. And uh, I ran myself, you know, I am one of those individuals that if it's not right, I don't go home. I have many 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. days. I have many eight week, eight day weeks. Wow. Um, and uh, it caught up to me. I, I uh, on a very tired Friday afternoon, I went into my back room and we have this machine that's called a baler where we crush the cardboard and recycle it. Yep, yep. And uh, I dropped my pen and I went to pick up my pen. And when I went to get up, I lost my balance and, and moved forward. And I hit, I hit the uh, hinge on that machine and it, it, I hit the top of my head severely. Uh, when I grabbed my head and, you know, I, I'm almost tears coming out of my eye 
I go into my office, I put my head on the on the counter, holding my head up. And when I when I got uh when I came home, I asked him to kind of look. I, you know, I felt it, I banged my head a little bit here. And she goes, Oh, it's there's a bump there, but there's no cut. Uh to make a long story short, 10 days to the day, I had an episode where I lost my speech in a conversation at the store. Holy cow. <laughs> And my arms were numb, and I turned pale. Mm. Uh, I was fortunate that the uh, my associate I was going, uh, talking to was an EMT, and he goes, "Jerry, you you don't look right. You, this is not right. You, we got to take you to the emergency room." And I says, no, "I'm coming out of it. I never experienced anything like that in my life." And 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 the uh, the, the inability to to say what I wanted to say, just nothing came out when I attempted to talk. So you knew, so, you knew, you knew what you wanted to say. You were trying to, and you're like the water. It was not. It wasn't coming. Yeah, I wasn't coming out of my you're mouth. Like aware that, like. Yeah. Oh yeah, I was aware. Oh wow. And then I was aware about my feeling in my arms. They felt, you know, frozen. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I agreed. So they had they had somebody drive me to the emergency room. And I was I'm glad that I agreed because the girl that drove me to the emergency room, I gave her my wallet because I couldn't communicate my ID and all that good stuff. So I sent Kim a text, you know, once I was in, in the room being examined that um, don't freak out, but I'm in, I'm in the emergency room. Uh, and she was grocery shopping and she she really rushed through and came out came to the hospital by the time she was there they were prepping me to go into surgery wow um so as they're sitting there asking me questions did you fall did you hit your head i said no so luckily kim walked in she goes yes two weeks ago you came home asked me to look at a bump on your head and uh, i says oh that's right you know it came back to me so they took x-rays, I had blood clots in my brain and they were blocking uh, some of the functions. So they went in and they um, they stuck what they call, the, the, the surgery was bird holes to help the, the drain. So they put like straws into your brain. Right, to so help they, the, they have to go through the skull, the- Yeah, yeah. Wait, so- um... In those 10 days, were there like any signs that, uh, like maybe small signs that were like, well, like, um, <laughs> I'm trying to do something that like, it wasn't yeah. your normal routine and was not working for you. Was, did, did, was there any signs like that? Yeah. So, you know, hindsight, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I go back, I have a headache. I have discomfort. Um, I don't recall the speech problem but you know i can go back and think but you 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 write it off as being tired you know because i was working a lot of hours and and so on um but you know the first when they did the first surgery did not work so they had to do two weeks later i had to go back in and they had to go in deep but so i have a scar that goes from my forehead here all the way behind my ear it's like a hook wow. and they had to go down they had to cut cut my my um 
Campbell. Okay. Which, you know, to get to get to where they needed to get to. And um and that's what caused uh further speech problems. So in trying to fix it, it, it made it worse. Right. But it was the thing they had to do. Okay. It was a that we have to take that step first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Understanding. So when, yeah, when understand go ahead. When they do the first one with the bird holes, did they know like, okay, let me try this first, but it might, we might have to do, uh, you know, a bigger surgery. Yeah, that's, that's always an option because they knew exactly what they needed to do. Okay. Right. In the event that failed. So it was, it was prep and go, you know, when it happened again, mm -hmm. but it was, it was scary. It was scary to say the least. The, uh, the transformation was understanding that I never existed before that. You know, I told you what I said when Jerry was born. Yeah. I yeah. lived in the mirror and I lived that. I lived through the sacrifices that I had to go through to provide for my family. Mm -hmm. And um, the things that I was doing professionally were for my family. So I never found fault in me going full force for my family. And um, that, what it told me was that I need to slow down. And if I can, I can make it through this, I, I need to go back and, and realize how important I am, you know, more so than the provider, but the existence in, in my family's life, the existence for me, my mother, my siblings, you know, my family as a whole. And, um, I had a lot of time to meditate on that. Mm. So the doctors were telling me, you know, this is August. They're telling me you lucky to go back to work by May next year. And I says, Oh, that's a long time. And, um, so I felt helpless. I felt, um, worthless. I, I had all the emotions against me. So that level of confidence that I had, I, live with was tarnished crushed and i felt myself going into depression now i felt it knowing how people knowing people that have been depressed and diagnosed with depression i felt those symptoms i felt like i found myself in tears mm -hmm. i grabbed my guitar and i started playing i couldn't play I started singing and I couldn't remember the verse, the, 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 you know, the lyrics, mm -hmm. those things all broke me down or my voice is in, in on time, but my hands weren't moving to the chords. So there's a lot of things that were working against me yeah. and, and it, it hit me hard. This is all the things that I was good at. I'm no longer that. even there, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and so I, I woke up one day and I says, no, this is not me. I'm not going to do this. Eight weeks after my second surgery, I was back to work. <laughs> when I signed out of um, uh, the rehabilitation hospital, um, the uh, surgeon um, that ran the hospital, yeah. he sits in front of me, he says, Jerry, have you ever written a book? And I said, no, He goes, I would consider writing a book because you are a miracle. There is no way you come out of what you went through this quick, this fast, this effective. Yeah. And, um, 
you know, I still, and you can probably hear because you knew me before my accident, mm -hmm. I still have some speech, you know, lapses uh, when I'm tired, especially. Uh, but everything about me is back. Uh, I got it all back. And, you know, I, I put it all in God's hands. Yes. And just, you yes. got to help me through this one because I can't, I can't fight through this one by myself. Yeah. I still get a lot emotional about it. Yeah. I've changed my ways in, in the way I talk to people, my accountability of people. Everything has changed. I'm not that hardcore individual oh, anymore yeah. because I don't need to be. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't need to be because I, you know, um, uh, although I've been successful and effective, yeah. you can still be successful and effective not being so hardcore. So hardcore. Why were you hardcore? Why, why were, why were you so, like when you say you speak to people the way you do, you did? Yeah. Why would you do that? Why? Yeah, because I, I success, failure, it wasn't an, a, a, an option for me ever. Ever, I succeeded at everything that I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Never fail. Tried out for the high school baseball team as a freshman. I was the senior, the, the varsity third baseman. You know, I, failing mm -hmm. was not an option mm -hmm. for me. Everything that I've ever Marine Corps, failing mm -hmm. was not an option. I survived. I made it because focusing on the right reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing has always been the thing. I wasn't hard like a nasty. I wasn't a tyrant. Yeah. My accountability was high level. Yeah. You know, you can do better and I'm not going to let you fail. If you give up on yourself, then I'm going to give up on you. I was very hard with that. Mm -hmm. You're 10 minutes late. Why are you 10 minutes late? Yeah. You know, yeah. if you're on time in my business, you're already late. Yeah. And yeah. So I have that discipline that I carry with me. And a lot of that came from the Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. uh, but understanding that, the influence you have, your actions have a reaction yeah. when they're not good. They have a reaction when they're great also. But, you know, if you're late, that impacts so many other people and yeah. you don't realize that. So me was opening people's eyes to understand that you got to be to work on time. You can't call out sick. You know, I mean, you're sick, you're sick. You got to call out, but give me the time and the effort and that I changed all of that. I've gotten, I've gotten to value my life more, not my life for others more, but my life for me more. Which is translating Trans yeah, to absolutely. others naturally. Mm -hmm. So I wanna, cause there's a few layers here. So, I mean, what I see is like, you, you were hard on you. First of all, you were hard on yourself because you were not going to fail. You have uh, people depending on you. It's mm -hmm. not, I'm doing this because I have to, where you, you develop, uh, uh, you know, a sense of what, what you need to do, your work values, your work ethics, where like you hold yourself to that and you're expecting others to like, you're, you're portraying that. Yeah, mm -hmm. like, no, listen, man, if I could do it, you, you could do it. Mm -hmm. You're on time, you're late, right? So that mm -hmm. that's what's coming out of you is what you're saying, where now that you've um, kind of learned to let go and not be so hard on yourself, it's kind of like now everyone gets it. Like, okay, I'm not hard on myself. I'm not hard on everyone else either is what I'm yeah. going to say. Is, is it translating that way? Yeah. And, and, you know, 
if I'm if I'm working until five o'clock, five o one, I'm in my car. Yeah. No matter what's going on, if mm-hmm. I'm off tomorrow, you know, I, I still have, there's a lot of fluctuations in retail. So you have to make adjustments and adapt yep. changes uh, rather quickly. But, you know, my time is my time and yeah. I don't give it up for anybody, you know, and, and yeah, you know, yeah. that's, that, that's the way it's been since my, you know, my, this transformation has been the most positive one for me. Wow. Because I, I I never thought about me. Yeah. And that accident opened my eyes about me. Yeah. But more importantly, if I'm absent, what impact, what effect is that gonna have on others? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I truly believe that I'm at the point in my life, in my age, that I need to pay attention to me and mm-hmm. uh, and for me, mm-hmm. not not for others, but as a result. Others are beneficials, beneficiaries to that. Yeah. Yes, yes. It's a, come on, it's not a, it's a paradox. Is that, mm-hmm. is that what it's called? Where it's like, yeah, less is more, right? Mm-hmm. This is, so because you lived your life because you were, you you know, you had to support your family without, without, without what my, you know, I'm supporting my family, my family, I love so much that I'm doing this for you, where you had to be great at your job in order for, for the, there was a light, <laughs> um, um, in order for you to provide, you had to be the best person uh, or the best at what you do in order to do that. That's how you're thinking about it, where there's, there was no room for you in this, in this, where now, uh, you found that, <laughs> all right, without me, I mean, I can't work. If I'm not, if I'm not capable of working, I can't work, it, which means I can't provide to my family. But in like finding that, man, I really do have to take care of myself. Everything kind of still works out is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Right. All right. Yeah, don't be so hardcore because if you if you take care of you through it all, that takes care of everything Itself. that you represent that you are in charge of, you know. Yeah. And um, you know, I I I think that, and a lot of people in my business have noticed the difference. A lot of people that I've developed and promoted have noticed uh, you've changed, um, but it's it's for me has been for the good and you know i i kim has been very very helpful in in helping me understand a lot of that yeah, and yeah. and to look at it you know look at it from what i can control as opposed to focusing on things that i cannot control yeah. and uh, what can you control in this scenario what can you control in this yeah. you know in a lot of cases it, I'm a very emotional person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve yeah. and my heart on my sleeve. And and sometimes I I may not show yeah. the reaction of something, mm-hmm. but it it eats me inside, and and that's not healthy because you have to be able to talk it out. One, two, did I have to take it personal? Yeah, I have control over that. Yeah, and those are big because. I do, I've, and I'm learning this now, right? And I do, I mean, I, it stems from, from my family. Like, 
I do take things personal. I don't take as, um, as many things as I did before personal, but it happens every once in a while where, you know, learning to, I think it learns to, it, it's a, it's learning to let go of that, man. That wasn't even personal, right? Yeah. Because when you do, you hold that in. I, when you say that, it's like, man, and, and I think, I think you are, you're a cancer too, right? Oh yeah. 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 So <laughs> I'm a cancer and, and it's like, man, I'm on, I'm an emotional creature, bro. I yeah. am emotional, <laughs> but that's what it is. It's important to talk about these things, and it's important to. I noticed for me when it feels so much better, where like, as opposed to, yeah, I took that personal. And if somebody says, "Yo, you took that personal," and you're like, "Nah, I ain't take that personal." Like, you know, yeah, yeah, <laughs> taking it personal. You right? did. <laughs> where, where as opposed, and I'm still feeling like crap, yo, because like now I did take it personal, and now you're calling me out on it, and no, man. Mm-hmm. So, and it just makes it worse and worse. Where. Yeah when you accept it and you acknowledge it like, yeah, man, I did take them. And, and that, that allows for you like, man, you know what? I took that personal, <laughs> I know <laughs> I was in my feelings, but it, was, it wasn't all that, you know, it was, yeah. it was, you know, it is what it is. But for, for you to accept that, that is, um, it's, yeah, it's a part of what you, who you are and what you did. It just, yeah. it just takes that weight off you. Like, okay, yeah, so, so look at every scenario, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody treats you wrong, right? What's the only thing you can control? Is how you took it. How you react? Yeah, how you yeah. take it, how you react. Yeah. So you can't control the jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the person's gonna be a jerk no matter what. Yeah. But you can control how you receive what's coming out of their jerk, I, I guess. Yeah. And and Kim's been very instrumental in in uh, in in you know coaching me through that. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, even with my kids, yeah, you know, um, she's she's made a, a lot of sense in in uh, in in the way she kind of views things, you know. And you know, I get I go so long without hearing from somebody, and and I start thinking that I did something wrong. What did I say to distant? And you didn't do anything wrong. Why don't you reach out? Yeah. You know, and then I realized I'm the only one reaching out. Nobody else is, well, that's my responsibility is to reach out, mm-hmm. you know? So, you, go ahead. so eventually one day, you know, everybody will open up their eyes. You know, I, I've been distanced from dad, but he's always reached out to me. He never used, you know, he never used that against me for not reaching out to me. And 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 you know she makes a lot of sense with that. So I, I have a I have a life coach you know yeah. with me. I, yeah, because it, it it is what it is. You know we we each have our opinions. Yeah. When we combine our forces to make sense of each other's opinion, I think it's it's priceless, and we can talk through anything. Anything. You know we we, we don't argue. We don't we put it all on the table and we discuss it. This is how I felt. And this is why I felt exactly. that way. Yeah. And we can both say our side and apo- genuinely apologize. Yeah. That's not what I meant. That's not how I meant to make you feel. Mm-hmm. And maybe the choice of words were wrong. I'll, I'll try harder, work harder, a better choice of words. Mm-hmm. And we can get through it. And we, with a smile, we end up every one of our, what, 
I call contradicting conversations or things that ruffle the other's feathers. Yeah. And, uh, and those things are all important because as I'm learning that late in my life, I just wish I had it all my life Yeah. because my relationships with everybody would be different. Yeah. You know, yeah. there is no, there isn't anything that I can't talk to my siblings about. Mm-hmm. And if somebody made me feel awkward or wrong, I can, I know that I can take my sibling to the side and say, listen, what you said, I, I didn't take right. Mm-hmm. I give them an opportunity to clear the air. Yeah. But once the conversation is had, whether I like what I heard or not, we move on. It's There's a, still it, love it, existing there. It let, but it, it had to be it, said because it eats you inside and it ruins your relationships with your with the people you love the yeah. most. Yeah, you know? you're absolutely right. And that's so and when when you finally come to that realization, it's like, man, I wish I'd I knew this for forever, right? And then you also wish for others to like for them to come to that realization too. Um that it, because it's such a feeling where you where you can put it out and let it go finally because you've been holding on to that you've been holding on to it and and carrying it with you and carrying it with you and it's like man it's heavy as hell yo because it's gonna explode out of you eventually yeah yeah exactly you can't control you can't control the debris right yeah yeah exactly where we learn to we learn to express it and let it go and 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 you're so right because I'm learning that too with my relationship uh with my wife and and relationships in general where where have you have to be honest with yourself where if it's something that's eating you up you have to kind of all right let me talk about this because it's not (laughs) i'm not i need to let this go i got to put it out there where then it it's uh you you express how you felt about it where that person saw it a whole different way like it's it's just the the perspective the perspectives were different, right? Um, and valid, valid from both sides, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh shit, I didn't even look at it that way. Right. Mm-hmm. But now I have a better understanding. And at the same time, we I think we have uh as humans, we are are naturally are we are loving and forgiving. Like we don't want to be upset at people, we don't want to not love where where things are cleared up it's like all right man like let's keep it moving like you know we we went through this and it was an under a misunderstanding or or it was something real like shit man i did disrespect you i didn't mean to like i really didn't mean to do that but like you wouldn't know any of that if you just kept carrying it on and not opened up about it absolutely yeah, where it's so that when they say communication is is so important, and if people go uh, through life saying things like this, but if you know, it's really like communicate. It's true. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just a saying. No, it's not. It's it's like so. Oh my god, I felt so good. Okay, in yeah. your relationship, and your relationships always get better after that. It's stronger, like man, yeah. it's stronger. It's like. Yeah. Everything we've been through, and each time that you work through something out with somebody, it just makes that relationship so much stronger. Like, look, like no, what, nobody can take away what we've been through it, and and how we communicate, and how our relationship is. But it starts from from being open to or realizing it first of all, because you have to when you say um, 
that you've learned to, um, you know, not be so going so hard on yourself or so hard on other or or take things personal. First, you have to accept that and and, and say, yeah, I did take that personal because, like I said, like oh, yeah. I'm taking that personal. What you mean? <laughs> but when That's you first, <laughs> exactly, like clearly, okay, you you're not taking it personal, right? <laughs> um, but when you first accept it and be like you know what yeah that's the first step like yeah it is i took that personally yeah know? and because you can you're in control of how you take things how you react to things and you're not you're never going to fix it or get through it if you if you deny that you are or you did you, you gotta accept it like yeah i took that personal listen this is what happened what i felt this way because of this and that and it's it's valid like everybody has their own ways of taking things right because some people take things away where you're like man why'd you take it that way like i didn't that's not what i meant right but mm -hmm. everybody has their own perspective on things where if we were to communicate and, and listen to each other you get you peel off those layers or, or whatever it is where you find like, man, you're, you're, we're, um, we're more like than we thought, right? mm -hmm. and man, I love you for it. And, and yeah. I just think it's a beautiful thing. Um, but I want to go back to the transformation, right? So, and this is your most important um, um, transformation is what you're saying. What do you think allowed you, or, you know, what did you think allowed you to to transform was it that you controlled it going in or was it because of you letting it let it go and say listen god you take this it's too much for me right now help me through this yeah i i think i think you hit it on the nose right so when you're down and out it, it's probably the best time that you can engage god right and it's probably more common when you're down and out and i i did i did i did you know reached out i i said you know not so much that i can't do this alone it's more like i'm not gonna make it without you yeah, you know yeah. it's not that i can't do it alone unless i have you here with me pushing me forward guiding me protecting me mm -hmm. um this is not this is not gonna work but you know, I, I didn't turn to God because I was distanced from God, because I've been always close to God in many different ways. Um, you slip and slide like everything else. Um, but I always have the faith within me. And um, I I just, I looked up and I says, I, I, I need to get myself out of this. This is not my road. So because I was able to do that, um, and, and I put it in his hand. Exactly. You know, I put it, I just, you know, there's a saying, there's a song, take the wheel. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's exactly what I, I allowed. Now, this is what I'm going to do. I, I felt that the decisions that I made were, made were all guided by his hands. I, I have this great understanding that when the thought comes to your mind, that's God talking to you. Yes, exactly. And you have to interpret it that way. Yeah. You're not going to hear a voice in your ear. You're not going to hear a knock on your door. It's going to be 
the thought, the idea comes to your mind and you got to kind of study that. Why am I thinking this? And, and so I did a lot of that. And because I spent a lot of time alone, feeling sorry for myself, I, I was able to kind of, to kind of hear it and, and, and move with it. But yeah, I, you know, I, I, Kim and I go to church and, you know, um, life church, you can find it online. Yeah, very, yeah. very powerful. And um, I walk out of there uh, in tears. Yeah, that's, no, that's great. Yeah. And one of the message, messages that I heard, um, you know, one day I'm, I'm sitting there bawling with the message and it says, you know, it's okay to cry. Yeah. That's, that's the Holy Spirit cleansing your soul. And I, I, that, that made me even worse. But <laughs> That part of me, you know, every day, every night, every morning, mm -hmm. uh, Kim and I, um, we, we at, at dinner, um, you know, I, every day, my biggest fear is that I let that enemy take the best of me. So I, I pray every day for, for the shield to protect me and to not let anything penetrate mm -hmm. because when I feel a reaction to something somebody I deal with a lot of people at work yeah and um, you know I'm in retail to the world we're maggots no to the world we're, we're like the, the the lowest in in the uh, in the food chain mm -hmm. and um, and uh, so I know people come at me in the, in very different ways and and I, I get a lot of compliments I, I don't do it alone this is where I need God the most because I feel that the closest, the closer I get to him, the more I'm, I'm challenged by, by the enemy. I'm, I'm attacked and I feel it more at work than any, anywhere else. And, and, uh, you know, I have a, a thought, somebody yelling and shouting at me. I'm okay with standing in there listening. When they stop, I just say something very simple. Mm -hmm. Listen, I came out to help you, but you're, actions towards me are keeping me from moving forward so if we could treat each other with respect like two adults and professionals i'm gonna help you through this mm -hmm. and that's what i get out of my focus on not letting the enemy take the best of me yeah. is what I, the message that i deliver in those moments are positive and those that are standing by listening always take the time to say Oh my God, I can't believe you took that from that guy. And your response was, was so positive. So, and you calmed the situation down, you protected your associate and that was priceless. I have people after people stop me at work and these are angels that are coming to me. Yeah. You tell me that you're doing something right here. And, and, uh, I get it. I get it several times a week I just have, and I grin. And because I, I, I grin, it's just, you're smiling. I says, I know, I, I understand all the messages that are coming from him. Yeah. And, and, and so, but in the morning, I put all you guys, my entire family in his hands. At night, I do the same. I, I, don't, I don't pray only when I'm down and out. I pray when I'm really happy. I'm so grateful for that moment that I feel so great. And I think that's equally important. In some cases, probably more important. Uh, and, and so I, I transformed that way in many different ways. But you ha also have to understand 
that the people in your life have to have some similarities in their faith to yours. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you, you're constantly battling. And yeah. battling always is not, it's not the way to live in the faith mm -hmm. because you feel like it, it, it feels like it's harder all the time yeah. when it should be easier because those around you share the same faith, you know, positivities that go with it and the comments and conversations surrounding that to be all in that same, in that same fashion. Yeah. That's a great way of, of, of explaining it and looking at it. Um, first of all, the prayer, the pot, the power of prayer is so huge, you know, and that's another thing that people say that, no, that it really is what I'm saying is like 10 times more if you really uh, feel it take the time to understand it like the the power of prayer is, is huge um second of all when you do and and the way that i see it when you're vibrating at that level where you're when you're the closer you get to god right you're 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 more like on and it's not it's not about a higher level or a lower level like you're not on my level and it's just yeah. different levels that when you're in in a relationship um, and the closer you get to God and, you know, you find yourself with people that kind of are in the same boat, like, okay, we're, we're vibrating at, a, at that level, like you understand, we're, we, we're sharing the same faith, right, where it's natural that you're not like th this, this, if, if we're, if we're, what I'm trying to say is like, if we're not, uh, if our faith is, is not on, on the same level, then yeah, it's not, it doesn't, you don't resonate with it. You really don't want to even go there, right? But that's, it's okay. It is okay because some of those people, it's just not their time yet. They, they're not there yet, right? Um, but it's natural to like, all right, I mean, like, so I'm not even going to go there. That's not, I don't feel like going over there because that's yeah. not where your level is. Not, that's not where you're, where you're at. Mm -hmm. where I prefer to be in this environment where I am with people that are on my site on the same level, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's not, it's not a negative thing. Like, you know, there's just, I can't rock with those people or, you know, I'd rather be over here because it is because, I mean, at the same time, like you said, they're going to be in your life regardless. Right. Those battles are, are there for a reason too, Right. And maybe mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with you. Maybe they're on a path that they actually want to be where you're like, they, they feel what you're like, I want to be like that guy. So God has placed them in your life, in your environment for their reasons, right? And for us to stay like, hey, yeah, hey, how you doing? Whatever, you know, all right, well, I'm going to come over here. Um. It's not, I mean, so what I'm trying to say is that you're always going to be on, on a battlefield, right, of that, yeah. and it's mm -hmm. going to show up, and uh, a lot of times you do learn from it because it was meant for you, right? Okay, you say, you say you're this guy, let me see how you handle this situation, right? Mm -hmm. Because, matter of fact, this person right here, too, needs this battle right here too right mm -hmm. like he needs it like let me put you guys in the same room let me put you guys together and see how that happens how that how that um you know the reactions you get but i guess what i'm trying to say is that i understand that you know you 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 um 
you share this, you, you have your faith, you share with, with uh, who you share with, and you feel great in that. But you're always going to have those battlefield, those battlefield moments where, where, you know, the test is on the test is for you or the test is just for this person. It's just like, let's not take anything personal, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's just go through it together. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, at the end of the day, you know, you go home, you leave it all behind. So the next podcast we share should be uh, relationships. I, let's do it. I'm writing this down. <laughs> oh, relationships. Anyways, so I love you, Theo. I appreciate you. I'm honored to have you on the show. Uh, I think that it's what you shared today was, it's, I feel like it was just super inspiring. Um, and I also want to talk more about that miracle and you writing a book because it's just, it is a miracle, bro. You know, they telling you like, yeah, this shit, you're not going to get back for, for a year. And for you to go through a, have that relationship with God where you're like, listen, man, <laughs> take the wheel. And how, mm-hmm. how letting that go and letting, letting, letting go and letting God does create miracles. Um, so I yeah. want to talk more about that too. You got it. All right. It was great. <laughs> take care. My regards to the family. All right, Benicio. God bless you.